Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Courtney. And I was diagnosed with celiac disease. And I wasn't, but we dated, fell in love, and got married. Now we have our gluten-free home as I need to avoid gluten at all costs. And I'm avoiding gluten because I need to kiss my wife, you guys. But I can still choose to have gluten outside the house. Join us as we begin our journey together, navigating a gluten-free lifestyle and learning as we go. We're the gluten-free newlyweds. Hey, you guys. This is really our first like real episode, so we're really excited to, to dive into it. Um, but there's been some weird stuff going on, and actually we had a bit of a delay in between our intro episode and us recording our first episode. So uh, how long has it been, Courtney? It's been about three months. Yeah. Because the last time we filmed, it was our first episode, and we were only married for three months. Yeah. Now we've been married for about six and a half. Yep. So just over six months now, we've we've hit that milestone. Um, and in the middle of all that, we've got a pandemic on our hands, and we've been basically very quarantined. Uh, and it's been an adventure for sure. It has. We started off with quarantine with me having mono. So with a depressed immune system and celiac disease and asthma and nobody knowing what the heck COVID-19 was yeah. <laughs> and how it would affect anybody, we just were super careful and stayed home and kind of lived that hermit lifestyle, which as newlyweds, we kind of loved. And as introverts, it was really nice too. Yep. But enough is enough sometimes and you just got to get out of the house. So we're, we're figuring out a way to navigate through that. But in terms of travel, it's been pretty non-existent, and it's been a kind of a bummer. And we're we've been dreaming of traveling uh, lately. Right. I mean, we got so stir crazy. We couldn't go anywhere to have a date. We couldn't go and do anything. So we went camping in our own house. We yes. built a fort at one point too. And there's just so much you can do concretely to try to help you leave this sometimes your brain just goes somewhere else and yeah, so yeah i feel like our brains have been traveling all across the globe <laughs> you know the the camping in the living room was actually a lot of fun um and you know we don't even have a real tent so we just had to build one ourselves and we actually ended up utilizing the mic stands that we're using right now for our microphones as like ways to prop up the blankets over the air mattress and it was it was interesting it was it was really fun it did kind of end up looking like a canopy bed in the living room yeah but we played games by can uh not candlelight flashlight yeah and played games like uno and gin rummy that's right 500 rummy it's yes. the way to play we made s'mores yes i i baked gluten-free graham crackers for our s'mores and that was an adventure. It's very difficult to deal with gluten-free. Well, it's not really a dough, I guess. Well, it's kind of a dough. It was like a it was like a cookie dough, but it was very very sticky and I was supposed to try to roll it out as thin as possible to get like that that graham cracker thickness and and then it gets nice and dry and crunchy. And I couldn't get it thin enough and so it really was just a graham cracker cookie. Uh, but it was delicious. Yes, melting marshmallows and chocolate and even some strawberry jam on top was magnificent. Yes. So that's what we've been doing while not being able to travel at all. Um, but for this episode, we kind of wanted to focus on, you know, if we could travel, where would we like to go? Um, both where we've already been and would like to return to, which I've got some ideas for that. Um, 
and just, you know, places that we were already looking forward to maybe trying to go to at some point or, or try based on other experiences. So that's kind of what we got on the table here. Besides us just enjoying our daydreams and putting it out into the ether, we thought that maybe some of you who are gluten-free might benefit from some of our favorite restaurants. Mm -hmm. Maybe you live in that city or maybe someday you'll be able to travel there whenever yeah. these travel restrictions increase. So sure, just some little fun. And again, it's a, I'm enjoying to have this little mental vacation and trip to go back to all these places that we just loved so much, so, so much. Yes, and I would love to hear from other people if they've got, you know, the spot for a certain kind of food to go to that city and go to this place. I, I want to know that stuff because one day we will travel. We will. We will. Probably. And we will be gluten-free, so we'll need to know some tips and things like that because it is hard. To be gluten-free. Yep. There just aren't that many safe spots to eat. It's especially difficult to find restaurants that are 100% gluten-free. They're few and far between, but they are truly the best spots because I can go yeah. and just breathe and I can eat off of the entire menu. Yeah. Don't have to <laughs> worry about cross-contamination in the French fries. Exactly. Instead of going to a restaurant where Nick has a menu that's so thick and wide and mine is half a sheet of paper <laughs> you know that's another point we didn't really uh even talk about this previously but um you know i'm i'm usually gluten-free at home obviously because i don't want to cross-contaminate courtney but um i've been totally gluten-free for almost the entirety of the the pandemic because i wasn't able to get out and so i wasn't gonna have gluten in the house and i wasn't have gluten outside the house because i wasn't going anywhere so i've almost been entirely gluten free uh there was only like a, a moment here or there where i had something while we were uh visiting my parents yes i think yeah it was almost exactly three months until yeah. you had your first bowl of regular uh, cereal peanut butter cap'n crunch oh so good yes yeah, I forgot. But yeah, you did. You, I did. Totally did. You got married, said you'd be partially gluten-free, only at home for sure. And then the pandemic said, well, you're only going to be at home. Yep. <laughs> and so 100% gluten-free for you. So when we were first talking about this or thinking about this topic, I should say, Courtney, what place came to mind when we were talking about, I want to go there for gluten-free reasons? I think the first thing that came to mind was Duckfoot in San Diego. Really? Mostly. Because that'd be mine. Mostly because you talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but also because I'm dreaming of the beach and we got married there. Yeah, I mean, San Diego's kind of our spot right now. Right. and But also, it was just a cool brewery vibe, which I love. Mm-hmm. But... They had amazing gluten-free food, like the Brazilian cheese breads. Oh, those were good. But even their mac and cheese. Yeah, the mac and cheese was good. Um, they had the buffalo and... No, what'd they have? They had the buffalo chicken, chicken. sliders mm -hmm. and then uh, barbecue... No, they were pork, right? Pork sliders. But okay. there was buffalo chicken, too. There was okay. both. The sliders were good. I really liked those. Everything on that menu was delicious. Yeah, and then they have really good beer um, and... 
that's my main thing. I think, oh, I want to go to a place? Yes, please send me to Duckfoot Brewery because I need gluten-free beer and and I just want beer. That's yeah. what I want. The people are friendly. It's a cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah, we you know, we got along well with the uh, the management there. It was a really good time because we had one of our wedding events, so to speak, at the at the brewery. The second one that keeps coming to mind, which feels silly because it's in Philadelphia, which is literally our backyard. But I really miss Lolita. Oh, Lolita. Yeah, that place was great. And we kept wanting to try new places in Philly and then kept being like, oh, wait, no, I want to go back to Lolita because we don't have to try. They're completely gluten-free there. But they're not a gluten-free restaurant. They just don't use gluten ingredients. Right. And so their facility is 100% gluten-free unless they had some random menu item or something in there. But they typically don't do that. And they, the waiters and waitresses are very knowledgeable knowledgeable and aware of what's been served. That's right, though. You said... uh, or you had mentioned that sometimes they might have one random thing on their menu that has gluten. And I think, yeah, they had mentioned like, oh, yeah, we don't have that dessert anymore. But there was a dessert that randomly on their menu that was the only thing with gluten. Really weird. Right. So they have empanadas and enchiladas yeah. and queso fundido. Yes. They also have beers there, and that's not gluten-free. Right. But I don't have to worry about that because of cross-contamination. Like, it's in its own bottle. Yep. It's wonderful. So we get to go to a place and be normal. It's weird. (laughs) It is weird, but I think, I guess that's a sense of, for me in restaurants, I always feel abnormal. I have to tell the waiter my whole medical history and make sure he or she is listening to me and then be really sad when I get a menu. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot smaller. And again, I have need to be grateful that there are options and they're aware, but it's really hard when someone's like, oh, look at all these gluten-free options, but all the good stuff is on the other menu. <laughs> yeah, or the the gluten-free menu will just have some of the same things from the regular menu, just without all the good stuff. Right, like I get a side of salad instead of fries. <laughs> yes, and now it's gluten-free, you guys. Yeah. Gluten-free. <laughs> Yes, I am so excited to eat my grilled chicken with salad yep. <laughs> while you eat your fried chicken and french fries. Mm, fried chicken. So let's say other dynamic. You're usually pretty good of not ordering the exact thing I am craving yeah. at a restaurant. But, but that's I'm sure I've done it. Because of our dynamic, you can. Mm-hmm. And when I go out to dinner with other people, I get to watch them eat what I wish I could. But I'm just starting to forget what that's like. <laughs> I really haven't done it in a while. No, you go out and it's just easier for you to eat gluten-free. And it is. typically, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier because then you don't have to go home and wash your face and wash your hands and brush your teeth and be nervous that there's some gluten lurking in your right. mouth. Sometimes it's just not worth all that trouble. <laughs> no. But not yeah, speaking of beers, that was definitely the first thing I was thinking of. Um, Duckfoot's definitely the place to go. Uh, I've been able to get gluten-free beers here and there. Um, and there was a couple brands where I would love to be able to go out. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of research on whether or not they have like a dedicated location that you can go out and maybe have food too. No clue. But I know that they are gluten-free breweries. Uh, one is Ghostfish in Seattle, Washington. Really like their beers. Really good. Uh, and then there's another one that's a lot more reasonable for us because we're located in the Philadelphia area. Um, and it's right over in New Jersey, in Jersey City, and it's called uh, Departed Souls. 
Um, and their beers have been pretty good too. So uh, definitely some locations where I'd like to check out some of these gluten-free breweries across the country. Well, and Seattle's been on our wish list, just the Pacific Northwest in general. Yep. Because you've never been to Seattle. Never. Or the Northwest in general, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And I've been to Seattle once over a decade ago. Oh, my. That makes me feel really old. Wow. Because <laughs> that was right after I graduated college. Um, and then my sister lives in Portland, Oregon. And so I've been there a few times. But we wanted to go together. And actually, that was our plan to do it. This year. This summer. Yeah. And then it turned into this fall, and now it's turning into sometime in 2021. <laughs> yep, and we'll see what travel looks like then, I guess, because there's a whole lot of question marks with that right now, and it's just a weird time. Right. But my sister keeps trying to tempt me to come sooner because Portland is also very gluten-free friendly, from what we can tell. Mm -hmm. Partly because it's a trendy thing, and they're on top of all their gluten-free things and other vegan trends. But... She keeps texting. She was gluten-free for a couple of months, and she texted me about a gluten-free hot dog and corn dog place. Mm. And then one of her favorite breakfast sandwich shops has gluten-free bread and sandwiches, and they're safe and cross free from cross-contamination, and there's gluten-free donuts, and it just feels like we could eat it up while we're in Portland. So I definitely want to get there soon. <laughs> Yeah, soon. Soon. Whatever soon means anymore. Um, one last one last alcoholic beverage kick here, uh, beer-related. I'd also love to go to Boston and go back to Down East. Uh, not beer, but they have cider, and it's fantastic, and they're all gluten-free as well. And it's a really fun tap room. Yeah, the atmosphere is cool. Yeah. And, and, and we had just gone um, in the fall last year, right? right? Yeah, and it was a good time. And if anybody is in the area and ends up in Boston, you must go to Down East. All of their ciders are gluten-free as of June 2020. <laughs> they add a lot of different flavors in there, so who knows what will change in the future. But I highly recommend it. It's a cool spot in East Boston. It, it's very confusing to get to, but it is one of – it is my favorite cider. Mm -hmm. And probably partly why I stay on the East Coast so I get easy access. Yeah. Let's talk gluten-free pizza for a second because uh, in the three months since our original episode, um, you know, we had made our own gluten-free pizza maybe a couple times. But since that time, in the last three months, I think we've gotten really, really good at making gluten-free pizza. But... It really, like, nothing beats having pizza brought to you. So going to a restaurant and having someone put down a pizza for you or or just getting takeout pizza. And so, you know, those options have been very limited. Um, but there are some places that we've had really good gluten-free pizza across the country. And some places we've had not so great. True. So we have learned what is good. Oh, yeah. And, yes, I was also thinking about pizza and was looking back on some of my photos because I like to post things to Instagram to remember what I've eaten. And I was thinking about Hall's Pizza Kitchen in Oklahoma City. Which I have not been to. No. <laughs> I was trying to think. I thought it, I didn't eat it on your birthday. 
<laughs> but it was that right would have been cruel, birthday. but I think it was the day before your birthday. Yeah. Um, but it has to be the most, I don't want to say normal crust, but it had like this airy, fluffy crust on the side like you would normal yeah. pizza crusts. And to the point that I literally was hope wanted to like ask the chef if they would give me their <laughs> pizza crust recipe because it was the best I'd ever had. And still is probably to this day, like the closest to a normal gluten pizza mm-hmm. where it has a big fluffy like edge of the crust. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like to try that sometime. Now we have to go to Oklahoma City. I know. But- and they have the occasional cookie that's gluten free too. But where we've had really good gluten-free pizza together would have been in Fort Collins. Um, I forget what the place was called. Bojo's. Bojo's. That was it. Bojo's. It's a Fort Very Collins good. institution. Okay. But for gluten-free, it was incredible. It's different. So Bojo's has their um, – I think I'm going to mess it up. But I think it's like their mountain crust or mountain style. So it's this giant breadstick basically on the edge of your pizza yeah. that's braided. And then you take that off and you dip it in honey. And it's Mm. fantastic. Right. So I had this before I was diagnosed with celiac disease. But later I went back. I was with um, my the company I worked for. Everybody goes there and loves it. And so I was really sad that I was going to have to go there and eat a salad. Only to find out they have really good gluten-free pizzas. And then we went and ate there together and discovered they have cheesy bread. That was gluten-free. That's impressive. And it was so good. Yeah. Did we get, we got that too, right? Yeah. We got the cheesy bread and we got a pizza. It was so good. Yeah. I, uh, I, I really want that like and right it, now. It's hard to describe, but it was something about the sauce was so good. Mm-hmm. And then the crust, which they don't make it themselves. There's a local vendor that does it. And actually speaking of that, I think we had figured out that the same vendor who made the crust and the cheese bread also made the gluten-free buns at Union um, this Union Bar and Soda Shop in Fort Collins. Remember that burger? Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That was the best burger bun I've ever had. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm someone who loves to try different restaurants and barely goes to the same place twice. But since this whole gluten-free thing, I go to what tastes good and what I know is safe, so I tend to eat a lot the same places. So I was in Fort Collins for four weeks, and I think I went to Union and Bojo's at least once a week each. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Well, a lot of team dinners and things like that, and eating out with friends, but... I was only there for just under a week, so having it twice is pretty good. Yeah. You had Bojo's twice and Union... Yeah. Once? Twice? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely once. I can't remember if I ended up there again or not. Yes. But while we're talking about Fort Collins, I think that has been our best city. For variety? For variety. And just for me, again, I was there for four weeks for work and had just come back from Israel where I'd been sick for most of the two weeks I was there because I just got glutened, well, four times in my first three days there and it just kept coming up. So feeling constantly unsafe and sick and then coming to fort collins where there were a lot of options there were a lot of people that are aware of it and there weren't any 100 percent gluten-free facilities but they were so aware of celiac disease and the precautions they needed to take that i felt really safe 
And having just been really sick, my stomach was sensitive. So it was a real quick barometer of yeah. whether or not the restaurant was safe. And between, yeah, Bojo's, Union, uh, Churn ice cream was really good. And I think we went there at least once. It was the giant bucket. Remember oh, I do bucket remember in the that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the experience, but I definitely remember that location. Yeah. And I loved it there because they would not only get a new fresh scoop, but they would go and get a whole new fresh tub of ice cream for me. Yeah, that's that's going the extra mile a little bit. Yeah. And we had a similar experience at Salt and Straw in San Diego. Right, where they would open a fresh pint just so I could sample it because yeah. I can't do samples anymore. And so I just have to choose and hope it's good. But they like open pints just for me. And then if yeah. I wanted it, they would scoop out of the pint. But it wasn't extra. And actually one time, and I don't know why, yeah, and I feel like she just took out. pity on me. Yeah. But I got my ice cream for free and it was the best thing ever. Yeah. All you did was wanted to sample a couple ice creams and all of a sudden you get your ice cream for free. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I we ordered an ice cream. I was going to pay for it. I wasn't yeah, just sampling yeah, yeah. ice cream. Right, but right. she, yeah, it was... Amazing. Um, but back to Fort Collins, the other thing that was amazing was um, Foco Doco, the Fort Collins Donut Company. Yeah. Which does, well, when I was there, they did gluten free donuts like the whole Tuesday. The whole shop went gluten free. They cleaned it up, they changed it. Um, and it was a gluten free donut shop twice a month. I just found out it's every Tuesday now. Yeah. So I just want to go. To Fort Collins and stay there from Tuesday to Tuesday. So I can yeah, get it two twice. Days yeah. Of the gluten free, because they're uh, mini donuts that they um, fry fresh. Like you order them and they fry them for you right in front of you. You get to choose, they have different flavors and toppings that they put on and, and different flavor combinations. And it's so good. And they're more on the denser side, but it's a little bit more fluffy than your typical cake donut. So when I got diagnosed with celiac disease, I was right in the middle of getting my master's degree in food studies. So right before I was diagnosed, I registered for two study abroad programs in the following sem semester. One was for New Orleans and to study the food and culture and nutrition and history there. And then doing the same topic of study in Israel that summer. So I was really excited, and then I got diagnosed with celiac disease, and New Orleans suddenly became my worst nightmare, right. <laughs> because they sprinkle flour on things for fun. Pretty much. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was really nervous. I was so thankful to have a professor who was um, a doctor and very knowledgeable on celiac disease and was a very good advocate for me. But I also love fried chicken. Like, it was my favorite food before I got diagnosed. That and biscuits. So it was just not fun. <laughs> and I was really sad not to be able to try beignets again and po'boys and try all these foods that I'd had years ago in New Orleans but was ready to go back and try it again with a different perspective and with people who also really loved food and then – Instead, it was me avoiding food most of the time and not getting to eat the good things and everyone saying they were so stuffed and all I could be thinking is I was so hungry <laughs> yeah. because I couldn't eat much. 
And one of the places we went to was uh, Dookie Chase's, which is a very historical landmark uh, Black-owned restaurant in New Orleans where every sitting president, I don't know about the current President Trump, I don't know if he went, I can't say that for sure, but have eaten at this restaurant on their campaign trail. Like it's that important for them to go. And is old school Southern food. And I was dreading it because it was buffet style, which I can't eat (laughs) because too much cross-contamination. And then I sat down along with the group and somebody handed me a menu and said, these are the things we can, or not even, they didn't hand me a menu. They verbally told me the things they could make for me gluten-free, and one of which was fried chicken. And I just looked at her, and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and I was like, of course, the fried chicken. Yes, 100% so give me I the took fried, the fried chicken. I also think I had a side salad. <laughs> but yeah. that by far was the best fried chicken, possibly even non-gluten-free, that I have ever had. That's crazy. And... What felt like a small little bit of redemption, too, is that they ran out of fried chicken for everybody else. (laughs) And so everyone else at the table is, like, anxiously sitting and, like, waiting for their fried chicken. And they brought me a whole half fried chicken just for me. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there eating my fried chicken, and everybody else is just staring at me. (laughs) It wasn't a time for us together. Sunday, we'll have to go. But that is... Definitely my favorite place in New Orleans and probably in the country because of the fried chicken. Yeah. And I'd like to try it sometime. I'd, yeah. I've only been to New Orleans once and you know, I didn't really have a lot of free time to really see the sights anyway. So I didn't get to do a whole lot. And that was like 10 years ago now. Well, and speaking of places that I would really like to go to, but technically it wouldn't be great for you, is Germany because... Uh, I think their food is not very gluten-free friendly either. Um, and I would be there for, you know, the pretzels and the beer. And, and the schnitzel. And the schnitzel. And, yeah, it's just there's so much gluten everywhere. Um, but I'd, I've never been to Germany, and I'd really like to see it. Well, and it's your number one bucket list place. Yeah. And I want to go with you and experience it with you, except... I just really think I would sit there and stare at you while you ate and drank all the things. I'm sure I could eat some sausage, but other than that, it would be really hard. And thankfully, I've already been before, so I've had yeah. some of those things. You won't like totally miss out on it. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, if anyone is listening who's been to Germany gluten-free and can help us navigate this and yeah. help Nick's dream come true and allow me to go with him, that would be amazing. That would be lovely. As we continue in our dreamland and start to wind down because I'm getting very hungry and depressed. Yeah, that's what happens when we can't get what we are actively talking about. Right, and even one of our favorite things that we tried is these amazing gluten-free bagels from Gluten-Free Creations in Phoenix, Arizona. And they are about $8 for four bagels, so they aren't cheap, but... We were really craving bagels, and we've been eating at home during this pandemic, saving some money from eating out, and we thought we would go and splurge. Yeah, get them delivered right to our house. Right. This is great. We can, we'll splurge on $8 for four bagels, maybe get stock up. Yeah. 
but not for $35 shipping. (laughs) $35. And that was because they had to basically overnight it to make sure it stayed good and fresh. Right. Exactly. And again, this is nothing against gluten-free creations because it is just a standard thing. I was trying to ship cheese to our brother-in-law for his birthday because that's what he really wanted. And it was $54 to do that. So... (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's just expensive to ship food. So that just makes it hard to try to get the food that we want, which is why we are just dreaming about it instead. Yeah, but we love the bagels. They were great. We do. Had them on our honeymoon, right? We did. Yeah. The cinnamon raisin ones. But we love mm. the everything bagels. Yes. Better. Those they were are just fantastic. So fluffy. Yeah, they were so soft. They were like dinner rolls. Yes. They're like uh, not quite what you would expect from a bagel, but I liked it more. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I said it was my favorite bagel ever and it's gluten-free. <laughs> it's nowhere near like a New York style bagel or anything, which I don't really prefer anyway. But yeah, that one, hands down the best. And that's also where we got one of our wedding cakes. Right. Which was great. Yes. I'm not even that big of a fan of cake, but I really liked it. So It was. So it that's was a plus. Amazing. Speaking of New York... My first experience of a gluten-free restaurant, 100% gluten-free, was Senza Gluten mm-hmm. in New York, near NYU, in Greenwich Village. And I just have to say, there's just some kind of peace that happens when you enter a restaurant that is completely safe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was after a few weeks of it being really hard of eating out. And being sad about all the places in New York, I couldn't eat any more that were my favorite. And I went with a friend for lunch. And there's something about having this entire huge menu that was all Italian food. So breads and pastas, because senza means without Mm -hmm. in Italian and gluten. So without gluten is literally the restaurant's name. And it was just so good. So I'm not a huge fan of Italian food. I don't crave it all the time, but... That week, I had just been in a situation where someone was offering me an Italian sub sandwich, you know, with mozzarella and prosciutto and pesto and all these amazing things on it. And I couldn't eat it because of the bread. And then I go to this restaurant and I was able to order it and it was 20 bucks or something like that. But I wanted it. So I went for it because I finally could have the sandwich I was craving. So just little things. So if you're craving Italian... In New York, go to Senza Gluten. And if you want to go off the beaten path to the Navy Yard in Brooklyn, we highly recommend Kings County Distillery. Yeah, that was really good. And we did the tour of the place, which was pretty interesting too. Yeah. Uh, That was fun. But they have a lot of different like types of whiskey there. Um, It's almost hard to describe, but they talked about uh, during Prohibition and like People were making moonshine, and and they actually showed like moonshine's essentially just non-aged whiskey, so it doesn't get that brown effect from aging in barrels. And so yeah, they showed like the the light versus the dark and and the in between. It was kind of cool to see that. Yeah, and the cocktails were just so good and smooth, and it was just yeah, it was just a really fun experience. And again, mm-hmm. I love breweries. I don't like beer, but I've always loved the atmosphere of them. But then being able to go to a distillery where I could actually try everything, because even though it is grain-based and wheat-based, the distilling process kills the gluten so that 
I can safely have it, which is a fun exception. Plus we had an old fashioned, like right at the beginning of the tour so that the rest of the time was just fantastic. It really was. It was a strong old fashioned. <laughs> it was. And we hadn't eaten in a little bit. So, but it was, uh, it was a good tour. It was a good tour. And, and we and grabbed a couple of bottles at the end too. We were sold. Well, and I'm not sure I should share this, but we found a loophole that they only give you a certain amount of samples. I think it was two with the tour. But if you wanted to sample others that you wanted to possibly try, they would let you. Yeah, that's true. We did get to try a, a handful at the end. Right. And now they've officially closed that policy now that we have let out their loophole secret. <laughs> it might not be that big of a loophole. I don't remember it seeming like we cracked some code or anything, but... No, but it was a way to get extra samples. and But we did buy yeah, several extra bottles. Some, so, yeah. Joke's on us. We gave them our money. <laughs> and we still want to go back. I really want to go yeah, back there. I do want to as well. Yeah, I it really like so that so good. And I'll get bigger bottles. <laughs> and the location, it just seems like out of nowhere. It is. You look around, you don't expect to see a distillery anywhere. Bringing us back down from dreamland into what might actually be possible. Yeah. Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey. Oh, yes. Everyone knows it. <laughs> Most people do know Cape May, New Jersey, at the very right. least. Uh, the southernmost point of New Jersey, actually. Um, Cape May Courthouse is just a small town, more inland, and it's about 20 minutes away from Cape May. It's actually a little closer to the Stone Harbor beaches, actually. Um, but it's where my parents live, so we frequent it. And, uh, and there are some decent options that we've, you know been able to go to around there yes so if you are heading to the jersey shore near cape may stone harbor wildwood avalon avalon you must check out molinos they are incredibly gluten-free safe they're not 100 percent gluten-free right but they know their stuff and yeah. they do it really well so their chicken tenders are really good yep. their pizza is good so this is very much your comfort food vacation beach vibe takeout kind of thing. What did we get from Molino's that we thought for sure had to have been uh, glutened because we were like, this tastes too good and the consistency is too flowery. We got the spinach artichoke dip right. with oh, flour tortillas, yeah. but it really like, I love flour tortillas, but I said goodbye to them a long time ago. So when I took a bite into it and I was like, this isn't corn, this is not a corn tortilla, it's yeah. flour. And I was so nervous. We called them. Right. And they use gluten-free flour tortillas and hand make their chips. Yeah. And I just can't get enough of them. Yeah. I think that was the detail that got left out when we first described it. But it, they were tortilla chips, basically. Yes. But yeah, they were flour tortilla chips, gluten-free flour. And it's impressive. And I haven't seen it anywhere else. No one else does that. But it tasted amazing. So I think more should. Right. And I... Again, I grew up in Arizona, and I've had a wide variety of tortilla chips, with the flour tortilla chips being my favorite, because they're just a little, they're still crunchy, probably a little greasier, a little, and, but they're soft, they've got this flour consistency and taste. But yeah, it was just, it's hard to describe, and any of you guys out there listening who've had a moment of being able to taste something that reminds you of what you used to be able to have. It just brings so much joy because you can go out and have those chips that I really loved years ago, but I can't. I'm, yeah. I have said goodbye to that <laughs> part of my life and I'm glad I have those food memories, but those things are done for me. And so it's nice when there's moments that 
kind of mimic and bring back some really good food memories. Well, and you actually tell me to have certain foods sometimes that have gluten because you want to live vicariously through me or just at least watch me get to experience it. So, and I appreciate that, but some of it is for you, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've been very fortunate that I was able to travel a lot before we got married and I explore places through food. And so I am so thankful I was able to try all these breads and all these flour-based things around the world. But then when you get to experience and interact with that food culture, I want you to do it. So I just said, like, throw it out the window. (laughs) Eat the naan. Have the moussaka. (laughs) And this is why I'll get my way in Germany one day. (laughs) It's true, to an extent. Yeah. So, yeah, we actually left off one of the pizza places when we were talking about pizza. Um, but thinking of Cape May Courthouse, there's actually a pizza place in Stone Harbor called Stone Harbor Pizza. Not that original, but uh, their pizza is really, really good. Um, I've had their regular pizza, non-gluten-free, and it's fantastic. Um, but they have gluten-free pizza there. Um, they're really good about the cross-contamination. We've had it a few times now, and it's just really, really tasty. It is really good. And the crust there, like the non-gluten-free cut crust, is that big bubbly charred. And so oh, what great. I wouldn't give. Yeah. I mean, Nick originally had that pizza yeah. overlooking the water and it was beautiful. And so we came with our family and, and ate the gluten-free pizzas and realized that their toppings are just so good. Yeah. And the crust is good. It's definitely not my favorite. but It's it, very thin and crunchy. Right. I would say that that's probably my favorite on the East Coast. And it is nice to have one option when we're in and visiting your parents in Cape May to have a good pizza takeout option that is the best that we have in the area. So that's really fun. So the last on the list as we round out New Jersey and all of our food daydreams Mm -hmm. is Chocolate Face. Which is such a weird name. I've always thought that. Everyone keeps saying Chocolate Face. And then I'm like... What are you saying to me exactly? (laughs) You've got chocolate on your face. Yeah, but it is good. They are a regular bakery with cupcakes. Cupcakes and brownies are their thing. Yeah. But they do gluten-free cupcakes and gluten-free brownies. Wait, they have gluten-free brownies? Have I had one? do. I want one. I don't think so. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going back, and I'm getting gluten-free brownies. I'm pretty sure they have gluten-free brownies. Uh, Hopefully, I'm not making that up. (laughs) Um... But they only have two flavors of gluten-free cupcakes, but they can put any of the flavor stuff inside as long as it's already naturally gluten-free. Yep. And the frosting. So they can kind of make some cool different combinations. So we're going to close out pretty much every episode with just a little extra knowledge about something regarding us. Um, and today, why don't we just talk about where we come from, because we're from very different places. Uh, Courtney, where are you from? I am from Scottsdale, Arizona. I was born and raised, and I am a desert girl. We were walking outside today. (laughs) Was it 87? It was 90-some degrees. 90-some degrees, but also 40% humidity. Yeah. So it was warm. So it just reminds me of growing up in the desert, which most people 
believe is only a dry heat, but it is not true in July and August. There is humidity and it is miserable, which is why we stay indoors. We love our movies and our ice skating in the summer. Most people disagree with me, but I really don't like the summer at all because of uh, heat and gross humidity, and it's just awful, and I barely made it during our walk today. It was just terrible. But I am not from Arizona. I am from close to Philadelphia, about an hour and a half to two hours outside of Philadelphia where I grew up. Um, It's actually near Redding, Pennsylvania, if anyone's familiar. But yeah, very different areas that we are from, Um, and we really only met because you went to Boston. And lived with your sister. Yeah, with my sister. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it actually makes our marriage interesting because we have two different cultural backgrounds, essentially, and different nuances and ways we pronounce words. And and Arizona is just so different because we have javelinas and saguaros. And And I don't know what that is. (laughs) And I can't say Lancaster correctly. (laughs) Lancaster. Exactly. I can't do it. Okay. And there's other foods here that I'm not familiar with and farm country and... Yeah. Yeah. It's just different. But I don't know. It makes it exciting that we there's moments where we get to educate each other on different things. So I had a cornfield in the backyard of my high school, whatever. Yep. I live next to a golf course where we had coyotes. Right. <laughs> Don't have those. Uh, but that's that's kind of the gist of it. You'll get a sneak peek at just little details like that towards the end of an episode. But, um, you know, we were happy to walk through all these different locations that we totally can't go to right now. And uh, if anyone has any great insights in what locations we should target when uh, we can finally start traveling again, and, and COVID nineteen has calmed down. Uh, please let us know, comment, to do whatever. Tell us. Yes, share where your mind has been going to vacation land during this pandemic time. Yes, and where you're dreaming of eating and taking out that you just can't right now. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter handle is at gf newlyweds, and Instagram is. Gluten-free newlyweds. Please do reach out to us. It'd be great to hear from you guys. Any suggestions you might have or just uh, connect. uh, And just tune in next time. We'll get another episode for you. All right. See you then. See you then.